You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Constantinople, it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. <laughs> Come on! I can't be the only person who had that song stuck in my head for like a uh, week after I watching just, this. I can just see you watching The Defenders, and when that scene comes up, you just pull like a notepad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll no, no, it's just been stuck in my head since then. I can't stop thinking about it. It's funny when I was Googling uh, stuff about, you know, reading other people's opinions, Googling like Easter eggs, stuff like that. Uh, I saw like six different write-ups all meant to say exactly the same thing. See, like, I'm, I can't get that fucking song out of my head now. See, I kept on thinking since uh, Sigourney Weaver plays Alexander, I kept on thinking like, she should be like, I'm not like the key master or something. Some like little <laughs> throwaway line would be really nice. By the way, there is, you can't see it in the shot, but one of the shots in there, if you were to go right around the corner, you would see the building she mm. lived in in Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh. I just thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, yes, we are reviewing The Defenders. I guess we call it season one. I mean, this is the end of phase one for Marvel's oh, Netflix show. Oh, so hard to keep up with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am Chris. I'm Zach. Uh, Kyle. Elliot. And Ian. I just want to say hello, especially to Zach, who's brand new to recording with oneofus.net. I'm glad you were able to come down here. Do you want to say a little something about yourself? Oh, I'm Zach. I'm a big geek. I like <laughs> comic books. Uh, I kind of like this show. You have so. mixed feelings about Mixed it. feelings about this show. So. <laughs> so right now, does everyone have described themselves as having mixed feelings about this show? Very much so, Conflicted. Yeah. Confl- yeah. Okay, so we're all on the same page, at least in a general term. Yeah. Then. Uh, low valleys, uh, high mountains. Yeah, okay, so fair enough. Like I don't want to yeah. spoil the end of the review, but yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like calm waters here. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 re- I would be really hard, I would be interested to meet the person who loved this. I'd also, be extreme, I'd also be interested in being the person who really, really hated this. Mm. Well, I mean. I don't know if it really warrants that. It doesn't. I, Go ahead. Mm. I could definitely see someone hating this. Like, my wife was just kind of irritated and shifting around the whole time. Like, <laughs> I, like she she was like, I feel like this is when you saw Batman v Superman. Like, because she could feel me shifting around and huffing and puffing. And, and she was kind of doing that. And also, uh, she just gave up and started texting. So, yeah. uh, I, I, well, there, we have I, a friend, Jason Murphy, that loves Iron Fist. Yeah. Now, he probably hates this. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm with him right there, 100%. And let's just face it, the, there are other problems with this season, but the singular problem remains Danny Rand, uh, mm-hmm. who is somehow even more annoying here than he is. No, he's and, less annoying. Ooh, I don't agree. Ooh. He's he's less annoying because Maybe. Defenders goes out of its way to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? But they don't do it nearly enough to justify how whiny he is. is the That's problem. Yeah, he didn't finish as many sentences, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that helped a I mean, lot. what helps is that he's annoying and then other people call him out on being yeah. annoying. But he's still even more annoying. And I will, yeah. I will, and by the way, guys, this is a spoiler review. So if you're like, I'm like, you're just going to know what you guys think before I see it. You're on the wrong podcast. This is for you to join in on the shot and for a day yeah, it's of our all our pain. Like, yeah. Um, it's eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he does things in this that are so 
incredibly stupid that he looks like a Mensa graduate compared <laughs> to what he did on his own well, show. It's like it, it's stupid, but it's more self-centered. And I get that they're going for you know when he was he never really matured. I get that, but it's just at a certain point you got to start learning lessons. Mm-hmm. You've had a series like you should have learned from your fuck ups earlier. Be like. Maybe I don't know everything. When, when, when your fists are the key to the giant doomsday weapon that's going to destroy the city, yes. you leave the room. You don't yeah. start throwing I, oh your God. fists around oh at somebody about two feet away that, from that, the giant doomsday bomb. That was the point I just threw my hands up in the air. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, what? The second you wake up in that room. I love that every other scene, too. He's like, oh, I can't get this fist going. i got to settle my chi. Settle my chi, all right? But then he's down there. He's like, whoa, just... Lit up fist, to be no fair, problem. To be fair, like I, was, I forgave that because the very end, where well, the best for me, the best part of the Defenders was when Luke goes, "Danny, light it up." <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, there are high points just based on other people going, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Danny!" Yeah. <laughs> the, the CG on his fist looks cool, and his character arc, you know, from billionaire to. Um, Still a billionaire. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> uh, to MacGuffin. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's uh, really compelling. Well, and it's also, it's not just, like, in the way that other people, other characters in the show treat him. It's also just in the way that, like, his fight scenes are shot versus everyone else's. Okay, and, you know, everyone across the board has yeah. commented on the fact that this actor is not a particularly good stunt actor. He's, He's not lazy. good at it. Marvel, Iron Fist comes prepackaged with having a mask. Why didn't you, from the <laughs> oh my God, you're first right. episode, give the guy his fucking mask, which we saw Orson uh, Randall have yeah. in a flashback sequence in, mm-hmm. in the, the Iron Fist show, which, by the way, if they do Iron Fist season two and it ends up being all about Chow Young Fat playing Orson Randall, I all forget. Uh, and like from the 1920s? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'd kill to watch that. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's there. You know it's a problem. Give him the fucking mask. Do what they do with Charlie Cox. Well, Charlie can't actually do that. Well, we'll just put him in the fucking outfit, and then so a guy who can do it will do it. Well, and it doesn't yeah. help that, yeah. like, the opening scene of the entire series is a fight scene with Iron Fist, and they very could could have easily shot it like a fight scene from Daredevil, you know, or Jessica Jones, where it's at night, it's in the sewers, it's in darkness. Just just hold the camera still for 20 seconds and let two stunt people fight. Yeah. But no, even then, they can't even, they can't even do that. It's cut, 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 and it immediately... From like moment one, throws you off, disorienting. Yeah, yeah, disorients you. By the way, that guy who dies in that yeah. fight scene is uh, Marco Zoror, who is a very really? well-known in certain circles, anyway, Brazilian martial artist who is much loved in Austin for Fantastic Fest, well, where they play all his new movies well, yeah. and he always shows up. You but, wouldn't know though, no, you because the, the cuts, <laughs> like it could have been anyone. It could have, in fact, yeah. when when he died, I actually thought it was some other character I because no it. The way the the editing was just so frantic. Even when they were kind of showing you his face, I couldn't... And I've seen every Marco Zorora movie. I've met him in person multiple times. <laughs> I had no idea that was Marco Zorora. It's not until I looked it yeah, up. drinks like, with oh. him. Yeah. Like, held his hand while, while everything yeah, happened. Yeah, I pulled his hair out of his face. Yeah. <laughs> Hit him on the back of the, was the, the, back be- of the ear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was the best man at his way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Y'all are right, because... From the very that you know, I was wondering the first episode about thirty minutes in. I was like, "Why is this not grabbing me?" Yeah, and it was that first scene because that first scene it's so dark and the shots show poorly that like my brain just goes, "Oh shit!" You know, you know what I thought when I saw that first scene? 
I thought the decision to start this show with Iron Fist was probably made before they saw how people reacted to Iron yes. Fist. Yeah, can you go back and change yeah. that? Yeah. I know. It's like, did you not have enough time to just think maybe, you know, we but, play, put him in the background a little bit? But as you said, Zach, he's the MacGuffin of this particular season. He's in it a lot. It's all about him. Everyone's constantly like, oh, yeah, it's about him. And that, we're all like... Uh, can't he just let go? Oh, I forgot I have to be somewhere. My planet needs me. <laughs> that means there was a meeting a long time ago where they said, you know, this Iron Fist, he's a ringer. Let's just put everything around him. Yeah, this is like, going to be our biggest oh, hit right this here. Is, this is going to do it. And then they hired a showrunner who didn't know what the fuck he was doing and didn't know what they had and just said, I don't really understand this character. I don't respect it, so we're just going to fucking phone it in. I question if he ever even read any Iron Fist comic books. He couldn't have. Frankly. And this is the guy, by the way, who ruined Dexter, who killed the last couple seasons. This is the same guy who made, like, uh, which is still being argued as maybe the worst final season of any show ever. And he's bringing us in humans here in a couple of yeah, weeks. Which, so. uh, did, yeah. which got early critic screenings, and, and they all said, this is fucking a flaming dumpster fire. <laughs> Like, yeah, no shit. It's, like, it's the so, same one that did the Defenders. Yeah. Is the same person no, 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 who the did guy, Iron No, no, no. Okay, a, okay. The, guy who did, the guys who did the Defenders, which is partially why I'm kind of surprised that they keep him being as stupid as he is, are the guys who brought us the first two seasons of Daredevil. So basically, okay, that's so, why it's kind of more... Yeah. feel. It feels a little bit more like Daredevil. Yeah. To, generally. To, to some degree, although it certainly, like, at eight episodes, doesn't have that thing that started with Daredevil season two where it's like that halfway point and now we're doing a completely different story. Yeah. I tell you the thing is like the first few episodes the style of shooting flips from series to series. Yeah. I like really when, like that. That was really cool because yeah. like you're basically like when you hit Jessica Jones it's all it's blue a- filter you hit you hit Luke Cage it's yellow filter and you know Claire Temple and him fuck congratulations you finally <laughs> got your coffee. Yeah. And then Daredevil it's like Oh, you're sad because all the people you, all the women you know die. Yeah. It's like, I want to be like, Karen Page, run. Just run. You don't need to be well, here. If it makes you don't you, need to know him. If it makes you feel any better, as we all, and we got to the end here, you see at the end, he's in Daredevil's wrapped up in the, on a bed and nuns are around him and someone says, get Maggie. Yeah, no. Well, this is obviously based on, if you read comics, Frank Miller's run, Born Again, where it, he finally meets his mother who has become a nun named Maggie. And in that run is where infamously the first, the first real mark against Frank Miller in his career, where suddenly out of nowhere, Karen Page is a porno star and a heroin addict who ends up for money selling Daredevil's identity to the Kingpin. They've assured us they're not going to do that with Karen Page. I don't know. That actress is, I mean, the devil has the best lines. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I actually kind of like the actress playing Karen Page. They haven't done much with her overall. I mean, maybe it's just because I I, I like the the strawberry blondes. I don't know. (laughs) Really, do you? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, But I'm just—that's just such a trashy way to. It's such a Frank. Everything that ended up going wrong with Frank Miller way to go. And I'm glad Uh, they're saying we're not going to do that. But the good news. Of them officially acknowledging, yes, we're doing at least parts of the Born Again storyline, is we're almost certainly going to see Kingpin in the next season of Daredevil. Yes, so, yes, very excited about that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things to complain about here, obviously. So let's start. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's start. Let's continue, well, let's, I think. You well, let's, let's, let's start with this. How come over the course of, I think, Daredevil Season 2, a little bit of Iron Fist, and like seven out of eight, eight episodes of Defenders... She's the black sky. She's the black sky. 
I still don't know what the fuck the Black Sky is. All right, so let's go a little bit back into the history of the Black Sky, which indeed has been mentioned before. Alexandra, Sigourney Weaver's character, keeps calling her that. This first came up in Daredevil Season 1 when Stick referred to it as a deadly weapon, a bringer of shadows, and something that must be stopped at all costs. And that season, remember it was the young boy who was yeah. shipped in as a shipping yeah. container to the Kingpin, and then Daredevil stopped him from killing him, but then Stick killed him off-screen anyway. It was like, oh yeah, he's dead. You put an arrow in that thing's heart. Um, and we saw Nobu, uh, who appears in this season as well, Good saying evening. it will be yeah. difficult to locate another black sky. They are extremely rare, which seems to indicate... It's not really a thing possessing it's like a people. Conduit? It's like people who are a trait. Who, yeah, a trait. Uh, you so know. it's mysticism, uh, racism. Stick <laughs> also. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, those fucking black skies. <laughs> They'd be evil, but they were so lazy. <laughs> I'm also I'm black, by the way. Just just it, saying. <laughs> it sounds like the subtitle to a PlayStation game, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Call of Duty, Black Sky. Yeah. Like <laughs> a later game, like your solid game. Yeah. But, but the fact Horizon, that, Black Sky. But the fact that we don't have a concrete like. The fact that you have to read it off and we have to dissect it like a literary criticism is a problem because you're if if Iron Pin is going to be your linchpin of this of this Iron phase, pin? I mean Iron <laughs> Pin, Iron, that's a show Iron I would fist. love to watch. If he's going to be the linchpin, you need to buy into the mysticism completely. Yeah, because it's your job to convince me to buy into it. I need to buy into Danny Rand is actually a guy you'd want to hang out with. Like, and the thing is, if you don't want to, if you don't want to do that, if you really don't want to go into it, do a pull an Ultimates. Where in the Ultimates back came out in like two thousand two, mm. the entire run up until volume two of the Ultimates back in two thousand three, you didn't know if Thor was really a god. Yeah. I loved and, that aspect. And then they just pulled it out. No, he's actually a fucking god. And if you had just been like, Oh, it's just chi, whatever you're you're inhuman or something and then all of a sudden the seven capital cities of heaven show up and it's like well, fuck, because that way you get your cake and eat it, too. I still love that, that Thor and Hela moment. It's like, oh, what are you supposed to be a god of? <gasps> Boom! <laughs> I think I made my point. Uh, uh, well, he also, Stick also says he knew Electra was a black sky, mm-hmm. but an effort to keep her away from the hand is why he trained her to be one of the chaste, which that obviously didn't work that out. That just makes so no well. sense. And in fact, it was her realizing that she was a potential black sky is partially why, arguably, she sacrificed herself in the first place place not realizing the hand had a whole recycle reuse program but just that logic it's like (laughs) it's like you know i think you might be the best drug dealer of all time so i'm gonna put you in the dea like that no yeah no just go put him in a convent in turkey or some shit well well, and i feel like that's like systemic to a larger issue that i have with this whole series which is what is it that the hand really wants and i feel like their their big plan that they've you know quote-unquote been leading up to this whole time it's really nebulous and it changes every couple of episodes. It's a, it's a bunch of old people who are like, yeah. I just don't, I'm tired, I, I died once, it wasn't great, and yeah. I don't want to do it again, and so also I want to go back to Kunlun, which everyone pronounces differently. How is that not, <laughs> how is that not entirely an altruistic motive? Like, yeah. they just want to live, and then the defenders come in and literally kill them. Well, that's the thing. You it's, could do something interesting with that. It, yeah, could, but, the, but, but they don't. I like that they die like Highlanders, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they live in exclusion of others. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, they, their living would be destroying New York. Well, but that's then again, a little, did, they didn't set that up properly. Exactly, they kind of yeah. hinted at it, and then 
And then they always say, oh, the hand is super powerful. The hand has infiltrated yeah. everything. And they never, sh- they, say they say that. that but they, they never, never show, show it. it. Yeah. Not once in the whole, it's like, no, you're they should right. have some, someone in the hand in, uh, in the in, police department. Uh, in the police department yeah. And that should have been a, uh, an episode arc. Well, was there ever a wasn't. point in the show that you felt like the defenders were outmatched by the hand? Because no. I never felt that. No, because no. yeah. they all cast a bunch Shit. of old actors yeah. that can't, that aren't intimidating, yeah. except for Sigourney yeah. Weaver. And the rest and of the hand just die if anybody so much as spits so on the Sigourney Weaver, by the time we really get into anything remotely interesting about her character, she then dies immediately afterwards. And you're like, Is it, what the hell was the whole point of that? I, yeah. I kind of like that, though, because... I feel like most shows wouldn't do that, and they, I mean, maybe for a good reason. But like, if they had something good to follow that up with, yeah, that's and, the problem. And I, well, I actually kind of liked the Black Sky how she wasn't talking and she was just a weapon, and she was like kind of badass. And then as soon as she starts talking, like the actress is like has to do this like sexy thing where it's it's not. She's not menacing anymore. She's like trying to be seductive. Suddenly, it's Black Sky Diaries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Fifty Shades of Grey Sky. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't have minded. No, no, but I mean, like, all right. So, like, if this hadn't been part of the Marvel Netflix series, her dying would have been surprising. But let's face it, they have a tendency of taking out the main villain of any yeah. given show way before, like, the show is over in all of these, except for Jessica Jones. You're like, oh, and now here's another villain. I honestly expected at some point, even though it was, like, I think it was, like, episode six or something when it happened, I was like, so are they suddenly going to introduce another guy we haven't seen before? <laughs> because it feels like that's what they would have done if they had had another three or four episodes No, but here. you make a really good point. Like, watching The Defenders, those villains, The Hand... If they're this amazing and this this you know we're so afraid of them, I was never as afraid of them viscerally as the Purple Man, you know yeah. David Tennant. What he well, he's the to best it. villain. Oh yeah. yeah, and our our even our you know our uh, D'Onofrio with Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. Like they just seem like substitute teachers. It was like, oh, you want to what, what? What's your what's your motivation? Oh, you're just evil. So let me get this straight. You're so evil, you control everything, but you can't fucking dig a hole without building a building. Okay. And, and, and that's, that's cool. And to what Ian that's said awesome. as well, like, okay, so we know their motivation is to live, not die. We know their motivation is to go back to Kunlun. What's the whole thing with blowing up New York about? Exactly. What something does that have to do with anything? Sub- the thing, they didn't explain it. It was like, something about the bones, if they excavate, it's going to... Cause a, a shift. Re- yeah, shift. And why is there What's dragon the- bones in a fucking Kunlun wall under New York City and in the, the first is, place? If you go through test yeah. screenings and you go, that shit's stupid, nobody gets it. All you have to do, I could have fixed that in a fucking second. Oh, that's just a portal to Kunlun. And we're done. And all of a sudden, you can fix the, like all these flaws very easily. It's like they just didn't want to do rewrites. They just said, nah. It does, it does what feel that way. evil thing does Alexandra do throughout the whole series? Like, what... When at any very point rude to her does she <laughs> does she kill someone? She made or, uh, she made Gao finish feeding the birds. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. I, she doesn't really. She did, she, We should have seen her because I was like kind of on her side. It's like okay, she just wants to live. Mm-hmm. That's completely altruistic. Why why do we have people? I mean. Who doesn't want to live forever? She hangs like, out on the same rooftop that Spider-Man and Mary Jane kissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she dresses super cool. Why would I... I mean, I'm on her side. Yeah, well, and it's also like... Um, I feel like a big problem with, 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 with this series, especially when it, when it comes to that, is we've we spent so much time building up, talking about it's this big plan, it's this big plan. 
Okay, so their big plan was to essentially do what they've done in both seasons of Daredevil, just set up a bunch of bombs in New York. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's been both seasons of, of shows we've already seen in the lead-up to this, so I, it doesn't feel like anything but, but new. With it doesn't no, feel like an escalation. But with no, no proper yeah. motivation. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the bombs don't, like, they don't equate to eternal life. No, all you have to do is just <laughs> go downstairs, and it's right there. It says right there in the hand contract, dick move required. <laughs> just say, like, hey... We just want him. we're going to be nice now and we're not going to do evil shit and we'll use the iron fist and then everyone gets eternal life yeah. and then then everyone's happy. Well, yeah, just, <laughs> not everyone going to have eternal life, Zach. Well, only the evil people, but they should, I, and I get that, but they should have illustrated it. They yeah. should have shown but, it. Well, I was going to say a big missed opportunity is something that they don't do in this universe yet is you could totally have that reveal to where they find Kung Lun. And it's like a different universe. What if where, it's just Asgard? Well, no, yeah, or like a <laughs> kind like, of a comedic oh, take on this like Marvel TV universe yeah. where people are kind of uh, I don't know. I think of like The Office or The Good Place. Yeah, just like very dry, but like not what you would expect. And then kind of you know take the take yeah. the whole franchise in a new direction. Yeah, I would like, love if they the want, movies. I, w- I would love if they watch a Kunlun and the filters change. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so much brighter here. Or they finally the get there that? and they're like, oh yeah, we have to go through the streets in Nepal as you do. And they go by and like and hey, walk out Tilda Swinton. They're like, hey, how you doing? Oh, good to see you. <laughs> it's just like just the next door is Kunlun. I feel like Cargo got his wings. <laughs> but this that that's another part where this feels so away from the MC. You, oh, yeah. yeah. Where every character is like, oh, this is unbelievable. I don't believe this. It's, it's like, like you, what universe are you fucking in right now? <laughs> what do you mean you don't believe there's the hand? We know you what saw you the mean? same shit we did. <laughs> you just found out about Hydra like five years ago. It's like when you started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one, and then episode one, you're like, oh, it's part of the same universe. Episode two, you're like, it's part of the same. And then by episode three, you're like, fuck. It's not part of the I'm not sure it's part this of the same universe anymore. So it's like Iron Fist, you're like, well, maybe it's kind of. And then you get to this and you're like, oh, yeah, they're two different things. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, yeah. there's. Uh, and you're right, that whole, like, that sequence. All right. So to say a good thing, generally I like the the, the back and forth between all these characters. Yes. Yeah. And the getting to know each other and all that. With, once again. Chinese restaurant episode. Chinese restaurant yeah. episode is, one, is probably the high point oh, of yeah. this whole thing of them all getting together. You know, I mean, even Danny gets a few funny, uh, cool moments in that one. But that whole thing of them going, I'm not sure I can believe this, where they've writers felt the need to have them go, but wait, all that other stuff that has happened in this universe. I'm like, we know! <laughs> like, and then, like, saying, you know, well, the incident. Motherfuckers, aliens invaded... You, the the capital of the world. By the way, multiple times in the context of everything. At this point, just so. say fucking I, aliens. Yeah. The characters also make, like, bad decisions constantly. Like, I'm going to withhold this vital information. Well, and for, Charlie Cox. <laughs> it's kind, of for, it's kind of for no... I don't know. I'm, not felt, to, I'm just saying, he's sort of a dick. Yeah, yeah. but... We yeah. saw. I will, say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say that is contextually in the comics... Absolutely accurate, like you said, for Matt Murdock, who is like always always like, oh, I guess I probably should have said that, but I like my privacy, damn it. Like for sixty years, they've been like, hey man, just come join the Avengers. We'll take care of it. He's like, no. It is awkward. I have cut the guilt and I'm a lawyer. It is awkward here as well, with like everybody else has a public persona except him, and (laughs) you're like, 
Motherfucker, you still think people can't figure out that you're Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> How would they not know you're Daredevil? Like, so you disappear from the police station and Daredevil shows up. <laughs> you spend all your time hanging out with the other three superheroes, and when they're out, there's a there's another guy who's Daredevil when you're not around. I wonder how that works. The same five o'clock stubble. Yeah, exactly. Ah, you might consider shaving. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> No, but you make a good... I didn't mean to... I'm just saying, like, he's a dick. That's all... That's his character. Yeah, Daredevil's always been a dick. He's a, he's a dick that you still root for, but you're always like, come on, Matt. Jesus so fucking I mean, Christ. But on the other side of that, like, Luke Cage shouldn't have been as as incredulous. It's like, you have yeah. impervious skin. Like, but you should yeah. just go with cheese. He is lovably affable in this season. I, I He is one of the, the high points of this season. I think Mike Coulter is... One of those guys who's almost at a uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Oh, level he's in the role. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, you. This is definitely Power Man. You're doing all the stuff right. They give him some of the best lines. That they whole, give him the best. That line. whole like, hey man, you started this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes a great point. He's like, let me get this straight. You're a rich white kid beating up a, a poor black kid on the street. <laughs> what are you doing that's making the world better? He's like, what? I didn't realize that. <laughs> I wish they had explored that more. The whole, you're a privileged little white guy with your head in the clouds, billionaire, and you're trying to tell me how That should have been Luke Cage, uh, the second half of Luke Cage season one. They should have yeah. got to that mid-season reveal, and then instead of going off the with Diamond uh, Diamondback, yeah. which yeah. was bullshit, introduce Iron Fist as a supporting character. Yes. And build him that way. Don't try to... Build this whole thing around him like he's going to be your Batman or something. Iron Fist should always have been introduced as a supporting character there. That was the, absolutely the decision they should have made, and it was a massive fuck-up. Well, because like every scene Iron Fist is in with Power Man, he's better. Like, the scene where yeah. an Iron Fist is, um, he is he's, he's restrained, yeah. and Luke Cage is just talking to him. Yeah, like, almost it, like a big brother. Like, come on, man, stop being stupid. Is, is amusing only because you really want these characters, yeah. mind you, and yeah. knowing that they're going to become best friends eventually, you want them to get to that point. But you're still sitting there annoyed as shit that we even are here. It, We're like, why did we even it, have to get it, it, here? It is annoying, and it's kind of funny because in that same, like, uh, span of, like, 20 minutes in that episode, Jessica Jones and um, Daredevil are out doing their thing. And their chemistry is, in my opinion, it's even better. Yeah. And it's yeah. weird because yeah. they're not like, at least to my knowledge, not in the comics, they're not like BFFs. So, it, I mean, it was great you seeing... You said Daredevil and Luke Cage? Sorry, uh, Jessica, no, Daredevil and Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yeah, no, they don't have a... They, they, I mean, all four of these characters have a relationship in the comics, yeah, but they're not, but really they're close. not right, super but, close. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... I also, I feel like their shows were more successful for Netflix. I feel that uh, once we get to Luke Cage... We're now dealing with some other stuff, and that's kind of new. You're growing. But then once you have to do the superpowers, and you have to explain kind of the over-the-top stuff, and that's where I feel like Iron Fist fell apart for a lot of people was the special effects weren't really there. Yeah. So I feel like pairing them together in this show, it reminded me what was so great about those first seasons of Jessica Jones and... It was my favorite part of the show, just them two. And they have, like, these little kind of one-liners that go... Yeah, back and forth, and... I mean, that was, to me, more successful than um, the the Luke Cage. And even though I know comic book canon, they're best friends. But, I mean, I want to see Jessica Jones and Daredevil team up. Yeah, and I also was more into the knowing that Luke Cage and Jessica Jones will eventually become the couple supreme. 
I was much more invested in their relationship, which actually did kind of catch on fire on screen here once again. At the very end, when she's like, you know, call me if you want to get coffee. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. I was it's like, Jesus, like, don't give a fuck. All, all three of them have great chemistry. It's Except just no, whenever when them. they're working with Danny Rand, like then that's when, like each each of those three have chemistry with the other three perfectly one on one. But then when they interact with Danny Rand, it, it's it's not that great. You know, you're describing it. You remember, do you remember the Simpsons episode where Bart Simpson is a uh, where Principal Skinner's describing Bart Simpson, and he's like a he's a black <laughs> hole of grades. Uh-huh, yeah. Iron <laughs> Fist is a black hole of chemistry. That's true. It's like you can't escape his event horizon. Oh. Let me describe something else here that I was just talking about this with Jeff from Rage Select earlier that was like, I haven't heard anybody else mention. And I was like, this didn't bother anyone else. First off, we see Iron, Iron Fist fight Luke Cage. And Luke Cage just sitting there like, this is nothing. Like, And this guy who can hit as hard as any human being can, human, unpowered human being, before uh-huh. he hits with his fist, his, his magical glowy fist. He's just like, I honestly barely feel this. And then Elektra, who does not have super strength, kicks his oh, ass no, across no, no, the room. No, 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 she's she's unconsciousness. She's the black sky. Not she to, she's the black sky. Not, yeah, no, not, to, the, not to the yeah, degree. She, she has plot armor. I had this. I never established. That, that was that's the problem. The fact that we're ha- having to have that conversation proves that the writing on that, especially as far as establishing the Good rules. Point. Is muddy because no, we're having to go. Yeah, like, it's, I, think it's, I, I think it's directing as much as writing because throughout the almost every single fight scene, except for the hallway fight scene, which they have every season, you gotta have like, a hallway. Except fight for scene. that oh. one in episode oh, three, <laughs> every uh, it's very confusing as to who has what power levels and who is hurt and who gets hurt by what yeah. and how much damage can someone do. It's all like no, you know, uh, he's your tank. He's your, you know, thief, yeah. and it, it, that's how you play it. You, you know, Jessica Jones is your heavy hitter. Have her, you know, uh, but they don't do that. She just throws people. She's still not allowed, even in her own season, which I think is the best of all, in my opinion, of all of them. I agree. Uh, and by the way, according to Netflix, is the number one starting point for watching the Marvel shows. Like, mm. by yeah. a sizable margin, most people watch Jessica Jones season one before that. watching the it has other shows. It could be, too. Uh, and they, yeah. they actually said, because our female demographic goes way up yeah. with that, with that, with that's their entry point. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it really is. good. And they end up continuing to watch stuff and then ultimately get disappointed like the rest of us. You know what else Netflix has? <laughs> they have testing numbers that say uh, exactly what we've been saying, is that Luke Cage and Iron Fist, they test better when they're on screen together. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see another one of them have a standalone season without the other. True. Like, honestly, but, there's no reason to not... Luke Cage and Iron Fist, unless you're really gonna, at least, at least Iron Fist, unless unless you're really gonna commit to that character and what that character is, there's no reason for him to have his own series without Luke Cage. There's just not. Because unless you're gonna do the Capital Cities of Heaven or something with Shane, which they won't because it's too expensive. There's no there's no reason to do him a second season except if you're gonna split Colin Wing and Misty Knight off from him. I'd rather see Daughters of the Dragon. Have a Daughters of the Dragon than mm. than another Iron Fist. I want a clear Temple where she becomes the White Tiger. I just want and this season I was kind of like Colin Wing, Wing. It's not her fault. I think the actress is fine. I actually liked her. She's my favorite thing about the Iron Fist yeah. season. But here she's just kind of treated like an escort mission every time she's on screen. Did you, you know? guys like? the scene where she got the sword back remember that i didn't like any scene with her <laughs> at the beginning it. of the like the six episode long yeah. wait in this room I oh, it's a sword. it made it's no special. sense for her to be in that room she she was hunting hydra with him 
He, she should have been a part of the Defenders. And then it drives when, me crazy. It's like it's like an Avengers when Rhodey just magically doesn't show up. It's like he was in Iron Man too. He should have been in the like <laughs> he should have been there. But it's like oh, it's like hey, we got gonna, we got aliens. We're uh, gonna see Misty Knight get the robotic arm. That's admittedly uh, one. No, of No, she's not. She's gonna get some prosthetic arm because they don't want to commit to it. No, nah, I don't agree. Mm. I don't agree. They're not gonna give. I think it's such a defining characteristic of that character and the necessity. Where she has to have something, why there's a reason she would still be hanging out with those people. Mm-hmm. They've even kind of set up, you're not going to be a policewoman anymore. Like, you know, and that's part of the character's story. Well, she the, gets kicked off the police, gets the robot arm, and st- teams up with Colleen Wing to well, then, fight evil. Well, then they just yeah. need to do like not, a Danny up. Rand is going to pay for it because he's in her hospital. There you go, yeah. It's that, awesome. That's actually that. kind of Well, I think they own cool. a hospital, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, I prefer to go with the Inception route of... Uh, I bought the hospital. I thought it was prudent. Okay. <laughs> I gave the hospital my black card. Uh, by the way, there was a surprisingly small amount of Easter eggs this season, but all of the biggest ones take place in that one scene with Misty Knight in the hospital with the nurse's board on the wall. Um, for instance, it says the, the nurse on calls L. Carter or Linda Carter, who is the original and still current night nurse in the comic books, which asks the question, are they going to say... Maybe that there is another character that actually so. is definitively the night nurse. For the third time now. Yeah. <laughs> right? I really think uh, they're going to turn Clear Temple into something else. Also, Dr. E. Wortham, who is in the comics, uh, Elias Wortham, known by the supervillain named Cardiac, who is a supporting character in Spider-Man. And then the follow-up doctors that are listed on the board are Tony Isabella and Arvel Jones, who created Misty Knight. Mm-hmm. And then the numbers on top indicate in a backward sort of way, the original date and release number of the first appearance of Misty Knight in the comic books. <laughs> Pretty cool. Which is, but literally there's very few other Easter eggs. It just feels like an afterthought. It. it just feels like they said, we got to throw this stuff in. So yeah. Oh, we forgot to throw in some Easter uh, eggs. <laughs> I just, I mean, oh, but I do want to say real quick, I want to go back to the, I'm sorry, the fucking Electra being superpowered. If that was the case, then Daredevil wouldn't stand a chance against her fighting. But the because idea she was holding back because of true love. Oh, come on, but no one, neither would anyone else. There's that one that shot tell- where she's able to hit Luke Cage hard enough that it, like he flies across the wall. Exactly. That's the only time that happens. Well, here's the other thing. How did he get out at the end if Elektra didn't pull him out of the rubble with her oh, superhuman spirit? Well, they've actually even said, like, yeah, Elektra's going to be back. Yeah, so, because so, she's OP. Uh, yeah. She's <laughs> Ocean Pacific, overpowered. <laughs> Jesus, she's a she's a 1990 I, shorts brand. I think oh, yeah. they needed to do a better job of, like I said, directing like how the the power levels and defining them. I don't. I'm not necessarily sure it's a writing thing. I think that's that's something like okay, well, this person is they, they're going to have to dodge because if they take a hit, that you know that's breaking their arm versus. You know, Luke Cage is just going to walk right into it and take take a full well, hit. Well, I think I think part of that comes from like you know if you yeah if you want to do a show don't tell you know you show them you demonstrate their different power levels in action you know in them fighting and you do that early on you don't have yeah. the first fight be the end of the third episode yeah you know you have it be like maybe you know the beginning of episode two just so that you know up front okay this is what they're up against this is their power levels this is how as a team these are the different you know ranges of powers and weaknesses weaknesses that they have. So then you don't spend another episode, episode and a half asking those questions. Yeah. Did anybody really want to see Bakudo come back? I can't be the only one who said, oh, fuck. I, was, I, said, <laughs> I, said, I said, oh, fuck, but, you know, I was happy to see him because he is lovingly creepy. 
Yeah. Like, he brought he brought a menace to that show that it needed at that He's point. He's only there so that Colleen Wing has something to do. And thank God, because <laughs> honestly, it, it really pissed me off watching that, how they just sort of put her to the side. When she, like, you don't put, you shouldn't put Misty Knight, you shouldn't put Colleen Wing, you shouldn't put them to the side. Don't put Baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, she, shouldn't, she shouldn't have been given her sword back. She should have fucking taken it and left. Because like, she went in, busted in, and got the plans when she wanted to. Just It's just, honestly, and I, you've, been, you've been making the point, it's like directing and writing. I think yeah. it's a point where, you know, sometimes you get on a job, no matter what you're doing, and it's usually one person that cares enough that's going to make sure it turns out good. And I don't think between the writing and the directing, I don't think either of them, are the producers, I don't think anybody on that level cared enough to make sure it was good. They just wanted it to be good enough to where they could keep on making more of these and I think that's all back to Jeff Loeb. Because Jeff Loeb, this is who he is. This is what he does. He does mediocre shit. And he's been doing mediocre shit since um, since Spider-Man Blue. That was the last good thing he's done. Really? You thought that was good? I thought... That's, that's what I'm saying. We're even arguing about that. Yeah, I don't even... I, don't even, I, I think The Long Halloween and Hush are only good on any level because of their artists. Yeah, The Hush I is thought, only, only, only good because Jim Lee. Yeah, the scripts are terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I've, I've never seen anything Team Up? You guys don't like Team Up? Yeah. Well, I feel like this, you know, they, they kind of... Uh, I'm sorry. Eating, <laughs> eating the wasp. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, Ultimatum, nobody cares, but I'm just that, no, still pisses no, me I off. I used to love the Ultimatum. Sorry, sorry. And when, oh, and when the whole fucking ate the wasp, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Fuck this universe. Well, and I feel like with, the, with this show being eight episodes, kind of what you were speaking to about, you know, there being a problem with the writing and, and specifically the directing, I feel like them going into this knowing it was eight episodes, there was a big missed opportunity for this to be, you know, maybe like what we're starting to see on a lot of TV shows now on, on cable of that kind of like auteur TV thing, essentially, of having one director, maybe only a couple of writers, handle the entire eight-episode thing. Yeah. Because I feel like with this, with it, you know, in theory being a much narrower narrower focus, with it being eight episodes, having so many different writers and directors and different voices might be why some of the episodes are very choppy. And I feel like with a story like this, where it should be one very clean story working towards one straight conclusion, we got to get together, save the city, only having two, three writers and maybe one director for the whole thing really would have helped it. Yeah. yeah, no, no question, because there are big tonal differences yeah. from episode to episode here that you really feel. And even inside of the same episode, I'm of the opinion it was kind of a mistake to feel like every time they need to switch in the first part of the show from character to character, That's... we're switching to the total different look. Like, every time they switch to Luke Cage, it's like, ooh, they do all these weird little shots of the subways oh, going by. Well, that's through the playing. whole yeah. fucking series. <laughs> yeah. They do that through the whole fucking series, even when they're not switching between Mary and K- Like, the, the last episode, they do the, the trains. Yeah. Like, it's like... Little right. shot of a train, like from like a little pinhole camera. All those transitions, yeah, it's yeah it's they terrible. were awful. They took me out of it every time. <laughs> every like, time, what the hell it's is like yes. That? I'm glad you went to film school. <laughs> Can we move it along now? I, I mean, oh, After Effects is doing some neat stuff with their presets. I know we're being super critical, and there's lots of stuff to be critical of. I mean, and once again, I think this is is still much better than the Iron Fist series overall. Oh yeah, and I did yeah. still to some like to more than not. I was like, I enjoy this. But I think my disappointment came... I just expected so much more. Like, when we got the Avengers at the end of the first phase one, we were like, yeah, yeah. this is the payoff that we've been building towards, yeah. and that gave us what we wanted. This just felt like another just-okay no, season no. of the of the, of the the other shows. It you, was like, you're completely right. We shouldn't have an argument about what's the best between 
Daredevil season one, two, J- Jessica Jones, all that. It should be the Defenders is the best. Yeah. If this is your capper, yeah, it, should, no it has to yeah. be the best. And it's like the only thing they did that's really different from the other shows is it's shorter and nobody has a subplot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like every the, the plot is first... They have to all meet and get together, and then the then the direct like train line to the really stupid point where Danny Rand punches through a wall because he's a moron, you know. <laughs> well, also, I, I feel like a big problem for uh, for me with it was like, okay, you've been you know you've been building up to this for so long, and it, you know the, all these characters are going to return to their own shows after this. But really, if you skipped this season of Defenders. You really wouldn't feel like you're missing a whole lot, other yeah. than Stick probably being dead. Like, yeah. there's really not a lot, like, cons- you know, consequence-wise that you're going to feel, you know, from this. Unlike with, you know, the Avengers, where you know the ramifications for that were, were felt in little, little, both little ways and big ways I mean, it's felt, throughout it's felt the whole next phase. Yeah. yeah, even now, like, yes, yeah, so like five, six years later, in uh, even now it's coming. being where they're referencing it here, or just like it was yeah. that big of an event. And with this, it's like I don't feel like that's going to happen at all. They're and, just going to return to business as I mean, usual. And even Daredevil ending up like seriously injured and like a bandaged up, which they're selling as like, oh, it's the big, it's the intro to phase two. I'm like, yeah, but you could have just as easily had that happen with no extra season. stuff at the end of the second season of Daredevil, so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that big of a thing. Nobody else has really their storyline has advanced really here. Like, a, like, what else? What has really changed for Danny Rand, Jessica Jones? Oh, I think Danny Rand. I think Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are that much closer to <laughs> doing that thing. <laughs> getting to that conclusion yeah. of their story. No, yes. It didn't feel like anyone had any kind of character arc except for Daredevil. And that, that was very quickly between episode one and episode three to four, where he's like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm Daredevil. No, I, okay, let's. Yeah, he's like, I said yeah. I'd stop being Daredevil, but let's face it, I'm Daredevil. Well, yeah. I'm, Your I'm, mama named you Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Morton. <laughs> uh, you know, I I feel like there was a subtle art for Iron Fist at the very end. Some of the very very end. I feel like if they write, if if they get a good writer for the next season of Iron Fist and they really use Defenders, they could have an arc where he does learn. I've been a whiny motherfucker. I need to be the Iron Fist. Look, whatever happened, happened. It's in the past. Get your Rafiki lesson. Oh, I see why everyone hates me now. Well, he sort of says that at the end. He's like, Daredevil was a hero. He was trying to save the city. I was just trying to save myself. I, I see that. I, and and there was one. There was one episode where I was actually kind of warming up to him because he was the one that was like, hey, like. Let's get together and like let's beat these guys. Chinese food episode. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I was actually yeah. like, I was like, okay, maybe I'm gonna like this guy. And then he's like, I'm gonna do my. I, I, we need to go yeah. out and and beat them and punch the wall yeah. with my golden fist. It's like okay, that, <laughs> it's, it's, that's really really dumb, and that's that's like a writing problem. Yeah, I don't, don't want to blame the actor for that, even though he's he has his own issues. But no, you you that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like. Every problem on this show is a writing or directing problem. It's not a even even Iron Fist because he's I mean he's definitely needs to train more. I'm not going to yeah. say he doesn't, but even him, if you gave people better stuff to work with and bet and you know better better marks for them to get to, like Jessica, um, I forgot her name, uh, Jessica, Kristen Ritter, Kristen Ritter, Mike Coulter, Charlie Cox, they do a great job even with this material. So. For me, this series is better than it should be with the writing and directing. Hmm. Like, the actors really 
bring it so that you're at least interested in watching the performances and the interactions. Like, so watching Jessica Jones and Daredevil have their interaction, you know, when they find their plans in the piano and stuff. Yeah. Like, Who, by the way, that 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 theme that he was that what he was playing on the piano that's the theme to Daredevil. Oh, he's actually <laughs> playing the theme to the Daredevil show when it plays. For the record, a little Easter egg there. So. Honestly, if they just get a better writer, honestly, just a, a better writer alone would make this entire thing better. Yeah, like just somebody who really don't, doesn't have to even like the characters, but just somebody who understands arcs. And you know, if you're going to watch a comedy Indiana show, Jones, yeah. That joke belongs in the museum, Master Chief. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I never played Halo. Okay, fair enough. The grenade arc. Oh, okay. There was no. There was like an arc. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I can't remember. Noah. <laughs> and now the the train has completely come off. The completely track. derailed. Completely derailed. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree that I think the other three actually do a good job, but they're not given that much to do writing wise. Even Jessica Jones feels like almost like a cartoon of herself. It's yeah. like we're not giving you anything to do that advances your character whatsoever, yeah. except like, oh, I'm oh, I, I guess I'm kind of over the Kilgrave thing, so I'm going to open up my my uh, agency again, which. They could have done on their own in the first episode of another show without all this other stuff. In the first 15 minutes. But, but she's lovably funny. She's like, hold on, I need a drink. We're like, I've been there. I do that before every podcast. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> there feels like there's a weird disconnect for them talking about how, like, all our stories have led up to this. It, it honestly feels like quite the opposite. Because, like, you know, uh, Luke Cage ends with him going to prison, and that's, like, this big emotional moment. And then we meet him in this, and within 30 seconds, it's like, oh, you're out. Yeah, it's like, why well, What was the whole prison? point? If you guys knew that you were doing Defenders, then why did you a- end it there? Same thing with, like, Jessica Jones. It's like, okay, well, okay, you ended it on you know on, on that note of her, you know, having to deal with Kilgrave and all that. But if you would know you were going to do this, then why didn't you do that? Like, one camp isn't talking to the other. And and I feel like with, with the characters themselves, a large part of uh, the problem with it being eight episodes is because they skip over so much of the character development mm. that um, instead of having, you know, a 13-episode season with one character to really get into them, having four and eight episodes, a lot of the times they're reduced to just being caricatures. Yeah. You know, we've which, got Catholic guilt over here and alcoholic over here. playing on the jokes that we already built up in the previous stuff we yeah. watched, which would be fine if we ever felt a real sense of danger for these characters yeah. throughout this season or it built up to something that was really genuinely exciting and, like, nothing we'd seen before so far. But... We never feel that. So yeah, in the only end, one point I felt any danger for a character, and that was when um, Katana, gr- Katana woman, girl, uh, <laughs> Kowling Wing, <laughs> Kowling Wing, uh, when she's fighting Bakudo, and only because she's a side character. Yeah. And if you and I was like, if these writers want to be cheap and get a cheap bit of emotion, you kill her here because you're not expecting I, it. I was kind of wanting. I mean, I I didn't. <laughs> I, so I so full, full disclosure. I I didn't want. I, I feel like I was in like most where I hadn't seen mm-hmm. Iron Fist, and I wasn't going to watch it because. Let's be honest. Why watch something you know isn't? Let's be honest. Yeah, you're an informed but, individual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, don't, yeah. Not, I don't have eleven hours just to fucking waste. But but she just felt like a really really shitty Robin. Mm-hmm. Or like you know she was a like, and I honestly I didn't really dig her um, her acting mm. either. And 
So when Misty Knight got in there, that's when I was like, okay, well, and I didn't want Claire to die. Like, that was actually, like, it was her mm-hmm. that I didn't want to die, and I could have given a shit about Yeah, but know, that Katana was the girl. only tense fight. It was like... It, I agree. A hundred percent. Notice it's all with the side characters. Yeah. There's three yeah. fucking side the characters. The moment and though like, Misty Knight showed up, I was like, this scene is not about Colleen Wing. This yeah. scene is about cutting off Misty Knight's arm. There's a big ass moment. Yeah. But, by the way fucking drove me crazy in that scene because like everybody had tried everything to open that door that Luke Cage had wrapped a metal thing around she shoots the <laughs> handle and then the next thing you know she's somehow gotten in and you're like that wouldn't do shit she also looks both ways too she's like oh, I'm gonna get in trouble bang <laughs> like how did you get in was there a whole other scene there where you're like hold on I'm getting my bazooka from my car do, I mean, we, you know, do we know who wrote this like like, do we know? Who yeah. Wrote like, this? what else did they do? Well, like, this was, is the, the, the uh. showrunners on this were the, the, the same showrunners from, from Daredevil. Although one of them apparently left or got fired right before they started shooting. Um, um, so it was them, and then he was a good one. And then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think uh, the the Chinese uh, um, episode, um, or actually no, it wasn't that one. Royal but, Dragon? Uh, or no, no, never mind. Um, there's a lot of people. No, episode three. Yeah, Drew, Drew Goddard came yeah. in and wrote one of the Drew episodes. Drew Goddard did so. an episode I hated. Yeah. So it wasn't Ashes, one Ashes, or... episode six, no. which was probably my least favorite episode of the whole show. Why the fuck would you do an eight episode season without having one per- one or two people? Well, right uh, well, that's, that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Lauren Schmidt, uh, Hisrich, uh, Marco Ramirez are two of the big people who were involved. Douglas Petrie was one of the showrunners, was one of the big writers here. It was largely created by those three. So they need they need better writers. They do. Like, they got to call Cargill up and get it together. <laughs> or somebody. Character arcs. Character arcs. Drill it in their head. Because yeah. no one got one. Yeah, I got yeah. that they were thinking, this is our Avengers, but you're like, yeah, but it's not. Yeah. So but it's like, you, you need, need to care arcs. about what's happening the, for it to have an impact. The Avengers on. isn't eight hours long. You know, oh, Jesus. It's a short action flick that has good action. Yeah, well, so. speaking of eight hours long, let's wrap this up <laughs> and come to final thoughts. Uh, Zach, you're the new one. Why don't you start us off with your final thoughts and your arbitrary rating? Um, I Well, we shout on this a lot. Um, but I, I did enjoy this, and I would recommend it if, if you've seen the other shows. If you've just seen Jessica Jones and Daredevil... Check this out. Um, I would give it six um, awkward character motivations and disagreements out of ten. Kyle? In the Marvel Universe, there is no greater threat, no bigger villain than a well-designed hallway. And these guys, (laughs) they kick the shit out of some well-designed hallways. I want to see Defender Season 2, just like this hallway architect who, you know, maybe he's like the Guggenheim, you know, circular hallways, just like... That's where it's that's one where the big show's airport good. mover. <laughs> just Chinese restaurants and hallways for Defender season two. You know what? This is just—it's kind of black. You know, it's—it's—it's yeah. it's a little forgettable. And you know, the thing is, it's probably not as bad as we're saying, but we're just disappointed it's not better. And we're Iron reviewing Fist it from the viewpoint of, of the... people who watched all the shows, exactly, and are big comics fans. And we're like, okay, this is. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's if we were to do a different review, and people were like, mm-hmm. well. You know, I've seen other things, and I don't know. It seemed okay. Yeah, no. If <laughs> you haven't, an interesting if you haven't seen Legion, go watch that. Oh my god! Uh, first, <laughs> raise the bar so high for comic book things that I think that's yeah. part of my problem with watching this. Exactly, is that oh my god, the bar is through the roof now. Well, and even 
then I finished it thinking, oh, that wasn't that bad. I blew through it kind of quick. But then I was rewatching some Jessica Jones, and I was like, this is not even on the same level. Mm. Um, I would give this a four out of ten ex-girlfriends who I wouldn't mind if they couldn't remember anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like a bad thing to me. Well, Alex, <laughs> that probably sounded a lot less creepy in your head. Yeah, that sounded really <laughs> creepy. <laughs> you guys weren't thinking that. Uh, are, are you Kilgrave? <laughs> No, like, talking about I, Matt Murdock I need and uh, to, I need Electra. To, I need to talk to Shannon for. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Watch your drinks. Keep the memory. I have good points with her. <laughs> okay, um, I, I'm of two minds about this. I really like the acting. I feel like the acting and some of the set design, some of the cinematography was great. Some of the cinematography and like all of the writing and most of the directing wasn't great. A lot of the plot points weren't clear. I still don't know what the Black Sky is. I feel like they wasted Eloy Young. You know, I feel like they wasted Sigourney Weaver. She did everything she could with that Agreed. role, and she should have been so like they should have given her so much and so much menace that we couldn't forget her. But she was largely not even talked about on this review. I feel like she's completely overlooked, and that's a, that's a damn shame because you have one of the best actresses in the last forty years in your series. You have her for six hours, and you do nothing with her. So, but I tell you what, it's very rare that I get a show that gives me a mo- gives me a fuck yeah moment, mm. and. That this show did give me a fuck yeah moment when Luke was like, light it up, Danny. And they go into that <laughs> long fight. So just for that, like in, in the acting, I still give it seven dinosaur bones out of ten. Okay. But a begrudging seven. It's it's really like a 6.7, but I'm rounding up. I'm like... <laughs> He's rating on a hundred point system. Just like, cause <laughs> it, 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 anything that can give me that feeling, especially after all the dreck is worth at least bumping it up a point. All right. Ian? Um, yeah, I feel like the biggest phrase you'd use to encapsulate this entire series is just missed opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, because this was, for years, they've been promising this is the big build-up, you know. All of these shows are going to get to this, you know, one huge team-up event, you know, as a word they could use, an event. Well, I got to the end of it, and it didn't really feel much like an event. It was just more of like a occurrence with friends and a couple of back alleyways. And I know that... It was a premature event. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, like, you know, these are the street-level heroes and all that. But, like, you know, Daredevil did it better. Uh, Jessica Jones did it better. I mean, hell, even Spider-Man Homecoming oh, gave, yeah. gave me a better sense yeah. of, like, how a street-level hero in this universe operates. And between just the writing being very mad, the directing being very mad, um, yeah, some of the cast has good chemistry, but... They're not really given much of a of a spotlight. They're not really given the the opportunity to let that grow. You don't have scenes like in Avengers, you know, the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist, where these scenes where everybody just kind of gets to bounce off of each other. Yeah, but if Tony Stark was in here, it'd be the Dependables. True. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole thing it's it's kind of like what you were saying. It's just it, you know I expected better, both in comparison to comic book shows that are on right now. And just the rest of this whole Marvel lineage of on Netflix. So, um, yeah, with that, I'd probably give it five dead Sigourney Weavers out of ten. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you. I think that this is just a lot of build up to something that does not surpass anything before it, except for Iron Fist. It's like really the second worst of the shows they've done so far, and it's passable. It's just kind of meh. It has some cool moments. It has. It does have a few, yeah, it was cool moments, but not so cool that you're like, oh, I haven't seen cooler stuff than that. There's no moment in here that's that's cooler than anything we've seen so far. And it's the fucking Defenders. It's the one we've all been leading up to. So, yeah, 
on that context, and this is the way we're reviewing this, is people have been following all this, it is a disappointment it, on many, many, many different levels. Passable, but nothing I can really overall recommend. I give this 5 out of 10 implausibly priced loft New York City apartments. He's blind. <laughs> I, I love what they did with the Foggy character in this, because like things are kind of going good for Foggy. Yeah. He's almost like the archetype for the producers. They're like, oh, you don't really like the show that much? Because... We're making a ton of money. Like, things are going great for us. We're going to do a lot more of these. <laughs> yeah, but things he still was sitting around the whole time he and every other supporting non-powered character is like, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> like the whole they time. did have a good throwaway joke. It's like, yeah, I'm foggy. He's like, you let people call you that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Once again, from Luke. From Luke. Who yeah. gets all the best throwaway lines. <laughs> Oneofus.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years. But there's a side to them many of you have never heard. The subscription side. Subscribe and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Pub, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch a Movie With Us series. Head on over to oneofus.net and don't forget your towel.